It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. What it is. Welcome to another exciting adventure of the three wise men. Uh, joining us back this week is my dynamic tag team of uh, Trevor Murdoch and uh, Chris Adonis. We had a little technical difficulties and uh, I couldn't I couldn't speak, but I could hear them. And they were, uh, I'm going to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, they were trash talking me pretty good. A lot of plotting, a lot of whatnots going on. You know, you... Uh, Don't listen to him. You, Don't listen we to were, him. We were, we, were, we, were, we were very nice. The, the Trevor I'll Adonis show, was that, was that a real thing? Oh, yeah. yeah that, we were trying to carry it. You guys, you guys put that together all by yourselves, huh? Like, no, it's it's just a spinoff. It's a spinoff of the three wise men. It's the two wise men. We're already at that level, brother. Yeah, we're one. We're two (laughs) shows in, and you're already ready for a spinoff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got a bright future at Netflix, kid. You just just programming all the time. Oh, by the way, I'm canceling my Netflix. Okay. I, I, I want to get on board. I want to get on board with that. No, honestly, I was looking at canceling it like four days ago. And then I'm hearing today that like everybody's basically canceling it because there's no real, they're charging what, $15, $20 now. And like we have so many streaming services. Okay. Cause I wasn't really, uh, I'm, I have Netflix, but I, I honestly don't use it enough. I probably should. Yeah. You know, I, I just, you know, I look for documentaries on there sometimes, but. Um, I have I, Netflix for my children. You know right. what I mean? I got a 22 year old daughter in college who uses our Netflix. And then I got a five year old that uses Netflix, but I personally do not use Netflix. Yeah, I mean, well, let's be honest. The kind of new program really isn't catered to. Uh, alpha breeder males so no uh, no it isn't so it's not a lot we're always the bad guys in every movie so it's like i, uh, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that yeah, i didn't but, even think about that but i see what you're saying yeah it's like every movie you're just every movie and show it's like wow we're horrible <laughs> like oh yeah they, they go they go in on the toxic masculinity thing, yeah probably a lot of because like, it can't I be no man I don't even know. I just I just lost interest in watching a lot of their stuff, I guess. Yeah, it happens. You know, things things happen. I mean, it's uh, we're seeing that uh, streaming isn't for everybody. You know, CNN took a big blow. They ended their streaming network. And, uh, you know, yep. a lot of people are. But what people don't understand is when whenever a network or a TV channel or show goes under, a lot of people are affected. It's not the not the shows. They've already been paid. You know what I'm saying? It's not the movies. They might lose residuals, yeah. but I mean, there's people in office jobs and and uh, behind the scene yeah. guys and crews. Like a lot of people lose their you know they lose their jobs. They basically come to work one day and they don't have a job anymore. So you know, yeah. kind of like what you two is going to happen to you two some bitches if you ever plot against me again when my mic's not working. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. You know, never. Uh, as a matter of fact, the boss just came in to make sure I was okay. He had heard there was an uprising, and uh, there'll be no union. <laughs> there'll be no union either, fellas. There's no union no. either. Don't let him fool you. He's scoping out talent, bro. You know the gimmick. Are you yeah. okay? How are those guys? Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's start. You got. Let's start. Hey, uh, Trevor. So you're in Missouri, correct? Yes, I am. How is it in the land of woke Zuri these days? How are you holding up? What's new in your right. world? Uh, there's not a whole bunch new. Weather's nice. Uh, the, you know, where I live at, people don't get caught up in that. Like, it's not, uh, you know, it's a main, it's not a main focus to be the next woke individual where I live at. People are pretty mild mannered and, you know, you treat them right and you're nice to them and they really don't care what other people do. You know what I'm saying? It oh, just the seems like the a- art of minding your own business and focusing on oh, self. For sure. Yeah. That's, for a, sure. That's, a, that's a crazy for concept. Rent, where I live at, you know, and call it hillbilly, call it country, whatever. We're still in the mindset. Like if you disrespect me, I'm going to call you out immediately and handle the situation right there and then not go on social media and bring it up as a situation or unfriend um, them. I mean, cause that's important. That can yeah. cause severe, severe PTSD. So, so it's the polar opposite of Los Angeles is what you're saying. So yes, man, way to interject yourself into this Adonis. So how is it in <laughs> Wokeland, California? 
which you oh, are which you are fleeing from, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm fleeing again. I flee here uh, every couple months. Uh, you know what? I was hoping you weren't even ask me because honestly, I was just telling Trev, I just had to pick up some stuff for my mom, and I went to drop it off, and there was a meth tweaker in the driveway, just hanging out. That's how bad it is in Los Angeles, man. Like you can, you just see people literally on drugs, hanging out in the streets, talking to nothing, not wearing shoes. And, uh, you know, as far as the woke thing, I mean, again, it's Los Angeles. So, I mean, you know, uh, it's one of the, it's maybe the woke capital, you know? And so, uh, but it is, it's just, it's just gotten bad out here. Is there any chance that he was like, maybe like being a valet, like side hustling, like, you know, like instead of a lemonade stand, he was just um, he's parking cars for you so you can get your groceries. You just pull well, up. and No, not a chance. I, I, I might have thought that until I saw him starting to stick his head in a hole in a wall. Yeah. Then I knew for sure that he was not. A, so uh, he was checking for raccoons and whatnot to make sure, you know, your side hustle, not Bro, can't judge a book by its cover. I told him, That's, I'm like, you, I, I, I literally, I went right up on him. I told him, I'm like, you can't hang out here. You got to go. I'm calling the cops. And the dude just hopped the fence. He just I hopped swear. the fence I, I, like a like a grasshopper. Just, just superhuman strength. I was opening the driveway to him. I, I was going to sidestep him. I go ahead and go this way. But he decided to hop the freaking fence. So he showed I, you his you know, power. He, he, he wasn't yes. on your property. That's the gimmick, right? Like, it's all oh, literal. Right hey, now. Oh, yes, not, hey. I was happy not to see him hop the fence. Good, go for Bye. the um, for the viewers at home who are listening. Can you describe the hop? Was it like a vertical, like like he was going to dunk and just, or was it like an old like uh, the the bionic man no. where like you could have done it in slow motion where he just jumped no, straight up in the hard. air and like landed. Super. No, he looked super powered, man. He looked shot out of the cannon. Like he might have just dozed up literally a couple minutes. Before so I got so there. meth is in uh, performance enhancing. On top bro, of everything I else, I would, bro. I'm an athlete. We're all athletes here. I would have never in my life thought to hop that fence. Not as an adult man. Like when I was a kid, I used to hop that fence. But as an adult man, no. It's you know, it's wooden. It's rigid. It's there. There was nothing like. And he cleared it. Like there was no, like no chance he was going to trip. Because you know when you leave, bro. if you don't jump high enough and out enough, there's a good chance like your feet could hit the fence or you could come down on it. You know, we've all made that no, mistake. Nothing like that. No, nothing like that. Every movement, it was like literally a two to three step process. He hopped up, he uh, boosted himself, and he got over. It was actually, I got to commend him for that. I was, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, though, I was more happy to just see him leave at that given moment. Yeah. But, well, you know, look, if, if I didn't know you and your big ass was coming to me towards in the yard telling me to get out, I'd probably hop the fence too. You yeah. know what I mean? But he, what, didn't know, he didn't know a teddy bear was chasing after him. Yeah. Or the, he's, ah! or, or on the latest Netflix or YouTube episode, he saw what the master lock looks like and he probably wanted no parts of that. Hey, like, I don't want a, none of that. I'm a teddy bear to my friends, but I have a side when I snap that like a dude like that would not want to see. But I will say this. I was not, uh, I didn't have the utmost confidence because also I know a lot of these guys are Ken Shanks and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was thinking about that. I'm like, but I didn't want to just leave him there. Plus he leaped the fence in a single bound. So there's a good chance he was faster than a locomotive. So, you know, who knows? Who who knows? knows? Yeah. (laughs) You know, he's able to jump fences in in a tall single bound. So, I, uh, before we get into our stories, how, what's going on in the wrestling world? Uh, what's going on with you guys? Because I know we've got um, we've got our we got an event April thirtieth NWA uh, Power Trip Two, trip two. and yes. uh, you know I, I'm making an appearance there, and I'm doing a book <laughs> signing as well. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Although it congratulations you know, on that. What are you number six? Yeah, uh, I, I'm number six. Account? Number six. Uh, Hoping, uh, I think I got a good shot at the at the at the number one spot. So yeah, which is uh, weird. Standing so o, standing O. Yeah, I'll just sure. take you for your word that you're standing up because there should have been a pause or the sound of a chair being pushed out or of some sort, <laughs> or quite possibly you've been standing up doing this the whole time because you're really amped for the podcast, which I dig and respect. But uh, I'm just gonna, or you're just being, you know, speaking in euphemisms. Well, you know? you, you'll see. I'm a. I'm usually actually a pacer, so you'll see that right. when I'm uh, over at your place. You do that a lot in locker room. You, you're not. You know. Yep. You you walk around a lot. You you know. That's you, how I do. That's the, my best way of thinking. Has always been like when I sit still, I can't think as well for some reason as to when I'm moving around. It gets my, it gets my brain going. I don't know what it is, but it's frustrating sometimes. But 
whatever gets you going, you know, whatever gets your brain working. Trevor and I kind of do the same thing. We sit and stare at the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we kind of stare at the ground, and then if we look up, we got a, we got something. If you, yep. you look up at the ceiling, you're like I got, and then you lose it, and then you look back down again. Yeah. Well, we yeah, also yeah. have this like competition of like who's going to put their boots on last, and if one, oh the other yeah, boots yeah, on, that is that's yeah, when you're that's a veteran. Yeah, yeah, I hate, and I think uh, most of us had wrestling heroes. I think everyone on this panel had a wrestling hero. They had somebody that they, oh, yeah. that they looked up to. Uh, yeah. And so we want to look like, we want to emulate the guys that we admired. So I have lace boots. Trevor has lace boots. Masters, I think you moved to, to straps, right? No, I always kind of, I never liked the look of laces. Uh, I, you know, I know you, they're necessary. So I always had the flap that would, uh, go over top of them to give it that smooth finish. but you still lace though yeah it still has laces though yeah yeah okay so we all lace up our boots and boots are long and yep. it, it it takes a it can be frustrating i'm just being oh, honest yeah. i mean it's a first world oh, yeah. problem you know it's not especially like especially for larger men yeah i'm not like, gonna get ptsd larger, from lacing my boots but it is kind of a pain in the ass it does take a while and the longer you're in wrestling the longer it takes to get ready because you will delay it till the absolute. When you first get in, you will come in from your car and go right to the locker room and get fully dressed and be ready to go. And you'll hang out by the ring hoping somebody will want to roll around or something because you're ready to go. You're pumped up. You're excited. You're young. Then after about match, I don't know, 200, your whole body changes. You kind of like have a hunched over walk. You're never in a big rush to go anywhere. <laughs> And you're like, and you say things like, "Hey, man, the show don't start till five, man. I'll put my boots on. I don't know about four fifty, be ready yep. to go." And as the longer you're in, so my golden rule is the day I said the day I'm done wrestling is the day that I don't lace my boots up. So, <laughs> you know, and I, and there was maybe not this not this last taping, but it was like maybe two tapings before that when I was uh, I I had just got back in in the game and I came in uh, heavy. And I was just thinking to myself, what am I doing? And there was a point where I got to like, I got two more laces to go or I'm going to have to go walk over to Billy and tell him something. And, uh, you know, it was probably the closest I was to thinking ah, maybe this is time. But I, I was able to lace it up. Do you guys have any do you guys have any kind of rule in your head? Like, when is it going to be done? When is the day that you're like, my time's up? My For me, it, it's straight up like. It's. I think that there's a feeling in the ring. Yeah. Like I haven't got to it yet, but I think I think we'll all have that moment where we're in the ring doing something, and it'll hit us. Because that's what when I talk to some of the legends that haven't they, that retired gracefully, um, they all said the same thing. I had this match, and when I got done, I just I knew that was that was it. Like that was my last one. And I think that's, that's what's going to end up happening. At least for me, hopefully as long as I don't get injured. Right. Is, is when it's time, you know, you know it, it'll tell you. I get, well, that, that's what I was just going to say. I think personally for me, I'm just kind of waiting for my body to tell me. Cause I got to say, even at 39 now, physically right now, at least I feel really, really good. And like, I don't feel like, uh, you know, I don't feel like I've hit father time or anything like that. So I'm just kind of keep, I'm going to keep going through this and I'm just waiting for, you know, the tea leaves of life, essentially, you know, my body maybe telling me that like, Oh, you can't do this anymore. But I, I just, I haven't put that much thought into it, but we, what you did make me think about with the boots is, uh, you know, all the guys that, you know, not that there's many, but imagine the guys who've wrestled barefoot. Could you imagine doing that? Yeah. Well, and plus that would blow my whole theory out of the water. Cause I mean, I'm, I have to take. <laughs> yeah. I would have to take yeah. shoes off. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't get my shoes off working. today. Yeah, I mean, I'm be stuck. But uh, you know what? Uh, when I tagged with uh, Alpha Junior, he he wrestled barefoot, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh man, that's cool. And then I, he's like, you should try it, man. You might like it. Uh, I did not like it. It was one practice, and I was like, nah, man, this is. I f I feel like I'm just worried about getting stepped on all the time. You know. Not that well, not that a two inches of leather cool makes the, a bit of difference, but it's cool for the guy doing it. But the guy that's got to take the super kick and takes the big toe to the mouth, yeah, like, I, I don't like. That's where I get a little weird about it. Like everybody, like even even the old school guy, like you give a, a Kevin Von Eric. I just always thought, man, barefooted. That's 
I don't know. I always felt like that was nasty. Like, ew, that's some nasty ass shit. You're running around in there with your bare feet. That's, yeah. Oh, I yeah, don't know why. think about that. You're making the entrance too. Like, wait, did these guys? These guys didn't even wear slippers. To the no, thing. a lot like, of them. Riddle, I know Yokozuna wore slippers all the way down. Uh, Haku wore slippers uh, all the way down. You know, unless they were at TV. Okay. I think it was TV was the only okay. time because. But then TV is completely different because it, you know it's the, the WWE ramp or the WCW ramp. You know, and the, the nice pads and yeah. stuff. But uh, wrestling in Texarkana, uh, I would I would even. Are you to say that some nights they would have tennis shoes on? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But back to your to your point, man. I think like I talk about the boots thing, but also for me, it's like things that come easy to me in the ring. Once they become hard, you know, like a transition mm. or or you know, yeah. uh, going to snatch a guy up to t-bone him across the ring and snatching him up is is a chore. You know, there's there's moments when I think or feeding. What yeah. about feeding? Think about that. Like just the, the ability to be able to feed. Even yeah. just one bump really is a good test, isn't it? Hold on to your steering wheels, folks. We'll be right back after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News hourly update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to FoxNewsPodcasts.com. Boxing and wrestling is is similar in a lot of ways to where it's such a it's it's such a pill in in the sense of like it's the great escape you know the screen the sound of the crowd the the adornment the respect you know like guys want to be like you you know women fantasize that you're you know this tough man that with someone broke in the house you know like oh man master locks here thank God they didn't hear the story about the guy jumping over the fence but. You know, we're, we're in it, but it's a sense of you going to place and, and kids are like, yeah, I want to be tough like, you know, Trevor. I want to be like you. And letting that go sometimes uh, is just impossible. And we've seen the other side of that. We've seen guys who, you know, in boxing, they, you know, Ali's probably last three fight, fights were brutal. And he probably should have stopped at five. And even, and I'll just say it, man, like uh, Ric Flair, uh, whenever he gets in the ring and stuff, it hurts my heart. It just, and I know that's like, oh man, you know, he's this, that, whatever. But uh, there comes a time when guys have to, they won't listen to their body because the, that sound of the crowd is so important. And that always, and if you always look at their personal life or what they, their life after wrestling, nothing's there. So all they have is that crowd. And at the expense of the business and themselves and their peers, they'll stay. And and I, I'm, I for one, that's probably one thing that. Uh, but I got good friends, you know. I got guys like you that would point like, "Hey, man, it's over. You know, you it's over, man. Like you can't, you shouldn't be yeah, out there." Yeah, but that anymore. also that also comes down to separating your personal life and your business life. Man. Yeah, like you have to. I think to be a successful wrestler nowadays, you have to have that home life, that personal life that's in order. A lot of those guys back in the day, and and I'm not trying to like talk badly, but like, you know, we talk about Flair. He when he left the arena, he was still Ric Flair. When he went home, he was still Ric yeah, Flair. Yeah, he didn't turn it off. Yeah, you're right. He didn't turn it they, off. They man. they believed their stuff. Yeah, they believed it. Right. Harley was the same way. You know, he was Harley in the ring. He was Harley outside the ring. He was Harley at home. But you know, they couldn't separate that. Whereas now, you know, you got guys that can separate that and they can find that that center, that happy medium. I think that's where well, we're all three of us are right now. Like we love wrestling and we, we make it a priority, but we have, we have our personal stuff going on that, that gives us enjoyment as well too. So we don't have to be crazy when wrestling has been done. Or, you know I mean? yeah. or 65 I, I was, years old trying to make one more run, brother. Right. Well, no, well here, here, just a couple of things on the flip side of that. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I do know, like, even with me personally, like I still identify myself as a wrestler. It's still a big part of just who I am, period. So, like, yeah, I guess that part is going to be hard to let go of. But like Ric Flair, you know, you had me thinking, I'm sure you guys both saw the footage of him with Jay Lethal. And honestly, that really hurt my heart seeing that. And it's not that we don't already know that about Rick, that nobody's enjoyed being in this business more than Ric Flair, I don't think, first of all. I mean, no, I, I, yeah, I would argue that maybe Hogan, but yeah. Yeah, but I, but like, you know, I don't know. It's just hard to see him after everything he's been through physically, even just playing around with Jay Lethal. I was just like, my gosh, he took a body slam. And maybe that's all good and dandy, but I don't know. I just, it was kind of weird to watch, honestly. Yeah. You know, speaking of body slam, uh, Johnny Depp's taking a 
beaten in court. Man, uh, fellas, why is it so hard for men or people to accept that men can be on the wrong side of an abusive relationship? You know, they hate toxic masculinity uh, and they hate masculinity. But when a man is vulnerable, there's something wrong with him. Am I am I right? Well, we're still held to the, the, you know, the standards of we still got to provide. We still have to be strong. We still have to, and all these things that we're supposed to be. But when we show some sort of vulnerability or that someone's been abusive to us, it, we can't, we can't tell anybody because it's so what I guess what they call it taboo or at the very least you look weak or you know what but I mean? Verbal. It's ver- It sounds like a lot of verbal <laughs> abuse and, and it's hard to match like verbal abuse to, you know, it's not physical abuse. You haven't been struck, but it sounds like Johnny Depp was taking all kinds of verbal abuse and, and stuff like that. cut his finger so. off with a wine bottle. And then did that, that really happen? Yeah. And really then, happen? and then the video with the, the, the recording, she like smacked him up and he was like, why are you hitting me? Why are you punching me? And she's like, that was not a punch. It was a hit. Like you're a baby. Know the difference. Yeah. I hit you, but I didn't punch you. Like I was hitting Is you. She bipolar. She no, polar, apparently she's she's got she is two. She got a left and a right because she was using them on him. She was giving him two pieces. She could have worked at KFC, but well, then did she cut a promo saying how are you going to tell anybody? Like what yeah, are you say yeah like she was the classic. The only thing she was missing was like a five o'clock shadow and like a slingshot wife beater and a bottle of like whiskey in her hand, standing over him, telling him to go back in and fix dinner. I mean, based off of the recording. Now she hasn't told her side yet, but. You know, I, but his stuff's pretty compelling. Judge Janine thought it was compelling. How did his finger get cut off? Okay. Um, For those of us who do research the stories I give them on the show. I do. So I listened to to like 20 minutes of this. Okay. Well, you should have listened to 30, 30 Adonis. So (laughs) they had an argument and he, what here's the problem when somebody like Johnny Depp, a great actor, is telling a story. If you close your yeah. eyes, he's like narrating a movie. And it's like <laughs> it's messed up because like you know, he has that distinctive voice and he's you know, first it, it started with a, a look and then <laughs> and then it was so it, right. then it was some words. And then shortly after that it was a slap. Which the slap You're did. right. I wanna believe then, him. I wanna believe him when I hear him talk. The You're slap right. turned well, into a punch. Mean. And then he's very careful about what he says. Well, he's an actor. He's yeah, very careful. Yep. And yeah. then she grabbed the wine bottle. And it wasn't just any wine bottle. It was vintage Chateau Laveron from uh, France. It was a good year that year. I believe. Pirates of the Caribbean 3 had come out that year. And it was a special year for everyone. So I was given that bottle of wine by a director. When she threw it at me oh and it, 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 um, it struck the table. And I thought, and the glass was everywhere. It was shards of rainbow color and glycerine across the room. And as this I is looked, verbatim. This You're is verbatim. No, I, no, I'm reading from a script. And as oh I looked God. down, I said, it appears my finger's gone. And, the, <laughs> and, oh I, and I was just like, I was about to fall asleep. I was like, oh, my God, this is a great story. Like, And that's when I became, you know, Captain Hook. Like, it just... But you feel bad for him because, like, he can't help it because it's his voice. He's a distinctive voice, you know. And yeah, it was a horrible story. But I was just like, "Go on." <laughs> then what happened? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you 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 reeled in, man. Yeah, you know. So I I feel bad for him because uh, it's hard. For, and Trevor, you make such a good point because if it if. And she was, there was at least alleged physical uh, ab- abuse from her. And the video recording was pretty damning. If she was a guy, I don't think there would be any question. I think people would be saying, hey, you know, uh, clearly she put hands on him at least a few times. But uh, she hasn't had her side of the story yet. So, you know, we'll wait to see what happens. But from from a guy's perspective, Adonis, you are, you are well, Trevor and I choose not to be sex symbols. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we wouldn't be considered sexy. And it's a choice. You know, the two of us, we were like, listen, Adonis has got to get over somehow. So let him do the abs ah, thing. You. And, you know, like, yeah. and we'll just do our thing. You know, we don't, you know, drink beer because we want to. It's a choice. And I think that we should be, yes. But as someone who's, you know, you're, I would say fit, 
Um, yes. And you, the ladies love you. You know, girls adore you, even the ones that never saw you like the way that you wrestle at a show. But ah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so. What is it like for you when you see that? Have you, without divulging anything too like personal or whatever, but is it tougher when, you know, you women start to pick you apart? I mean, are you, cause you're a really easygoing oh, yeah, guy. I, so I, I feel I like heard, you'd be picked on quite a bit or at least try, they would try to outsmart you a lot. And I'm not saying anything, yeah, just. No, no, I, listen, like when I heard Johnny Depp, I automatically, uh, his testimony, some of it, I, I had empathy for him because it felt like uh, my previous relationship. And, and that's not to disparage my ex, but, you know, it just uh, a lot of times you feel like you're being criticized and you're made to feel like they know everything. You know, I used to call my ex Lisa Simpson. Because she would go into these things where she would act like she knew everything. And it frustrated the hell out of me. Oh, like, Lisa you know, Simpson walk. from um, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Not OJ's. Yes, okay, everything. all right. Okay, cool. No, yeah, yeah, Lisa. <laughs> okay. Yes, Lisa. Yeah, remember Lisa knows everything, right? Yes. Like, so my ex was like that. Like, every topic she knew better than basically anybody. And it was just, it was very frustrating to me. I'm like, you don't know everything. You know, we're all figuring this stuff out. Anyways, so... um. I don't know. I just think I went on a, a rant on all of that, but I, you got to get it out, I, man. You got to get out. This is a yeah, safe place. Well, the, no one else well, is going to hear it. Was, swear. The point I was making to get back to what you're saying, I, I, yeah, I, I automatically had empathy for Johnny Depp because I felt like I had kind of suffered from some of that. But you know, at the same time, it's like you're saying, like we haven't even heard what she has to say, and you know, it's hard to really kind of. I don't want to just completely just take Johnny Depp's side and think, you know, say, oh, he's right in the situation. I'm just saying I related to him. On yeah. I think everybody, I think every guy who's in, in a relationship, who's not a domestic abuser or has been in a tough relationship can relate to um, him and some of the stuff that he, that he goes through because it is, it is tough sometimes, but is there ever, is it ever, and this is not just for women, because she obviously put hands on him, but is it ever speak? Is it ever okay to put hands on somebody? Is there ever a situation where they've just gone too far? And I'm not obviously you should never put hands on a woman ever, so that's not the question. But in general, because uh, it's going into our, our next situation, is it ever okay? Is there ever anything if something verbally says to you? Because you know the Chris Rock thing was supposedly over the over a joke, but uh, we that's a whole other conversation. But um, is there ever a reason you can one time a guy? Uh, you mean a girl on guy or guy just on guy, guy? Just guy on guy, you know, because I don't think, okay. honestly, I, any, us three especially, we're just too big. And unfortunately, you yeah. just got to take it. And mm -hmm. there's just nothing yeah. fair, unfair. Well, no yeah, you're not winning. And it doesn't no. matter what she says to her. If you put hands on her, she's automatically the victim, period. Doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter. And I've had some nasty things said to me. No, and, but if you were, if you were being struck by a woman and you just restrained her, that's like a situation where I don't think a guy's in the wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, restrain is different than retaliate. And so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think restraint is, is okay, but I, I would even, I would even caution against that. I would just get out of there the best you can. Just get out of there, man. Oh yeah. To avoid, yeah, to yeah. avoid any situations, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, if you were being struck repeatedly, I mean, you know, I guess you have two options really is either you run or you, you try to stop the, yeah, cause it sounds like, and Johnny know? sounds like he tried to talk her out of it while she was hitting him and it wasn't doing him any good. But, uh, oh, because the reason why I asked this is, uh, our very own dear sweet uh, Mike Tyson is in the news. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And wow. uh, I love Mike. Mike's uh, one of my oh, favorite my people. And so yeah. this is, I hate to hear this, you know, but I always think, you know, unfortunately, when you think about his boxing career, he was a vicious, dedicated, trained athlete who was under an immense amount of pressure from the media, from people in his pockets, etc. cetera. Uh, but, him in his second life, he has been very, a very kind, generous, good person. Peaceful warrior. So, yeah, so I, I am just shocked. And I honestly, I heard it secondhand, and I was kind of waiting for this show because I figured you guys would know more about it than I did because I was had some stuff going on today. And I'm just, it was on the airline apparently. From, oh, from yeah. what I read, from what I read, there was a, a passenger sitting behind him and re obviously recognized who he was and asked him for autographs and Mike, I guess, signed one or whatever, but then continuously proceeded to pressure Mike in getting more asking questions. Uh, Mike he was drunk. Trevor, yeah, he was like drunk. Yeah. He was intoxicated. 
Yeah, and Mike had already made, you know, the verbal warning. Hey, man, leave me alone. I just want to, I want to sit, you know, you know what you know. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, we've all been there. I just want to sit on the plane. I want to get to my destination. Um, And this guy wasn't letting him be. And just like anybody. Yeah, and just like any one of us, after a while, you keep pushing and pushing and poking at the bear, you're going to get what you asked for. And you're talking about the baddest man on the planet. I, I consider all three of us pretty tough guys, but I don't think either one of us are raising our hand to step in front of Mike Tyson, even nice, not specifically not angry. Well, let me say this. Hey, so Tyrus, this guy reminded me of like, you know, we, I had an instant flashback and I, cause I saw, I watched the video of this. It reminded me of when we used to work back before we ever wrestled. Oh, Saddle Ranch. Yeah. Yes. It reminded me of one of those drunk intoxicated guys who comes up to you and he's nice at first, but he's a little too loud. He's a little too friendly. And then, you know, after the initial introduction, he starts kind of like sizing you up and, you know, then he finds out you're a wrestler or like fast forward later, you find out you're a wrestler and be like, Oh, you're not so big. And it was like he reminded me of one of they those. They pick guys. at you obnoxious. and they, they try to get at you, you know, and they'll be bringing up, oh, I saw your, you know, like, oh, Vander Holyfield kicked your ass. You know that, right? You know that, right? Yeah. yeah like, you know, and it's just yeah, like, like, I don't. Yeah. I, I get it. I don't I, but, know. What, I don't know. I don't know what was said that made Mike snap because I didn't hear like I tried to read as much on this as possible. But so all, the only impression I got was all of that from him. Like he's a guy that, that just wouldn't let up. He was drunk and obnoxious. And like we've all wanted to do what Mike did to this guy to somebody do our wrestling. You know what I mean? Because yeah, we've I've, seen I've this, tossed you know, even, the guy before who's well, cross lines. Yeah, it, it just. Oh yeah, he, but even beyond our bouncing, just even wrestling when we go out, we would encounter these type of guys all the time. The guys who are drunk and. You know, just obnoxious and, you know, and, you know. Because at first they want a picture and then they come back with, you know, they're fake, right? You know, like, and and that's, and that lights the fuse, you know? Yes, it starts. Well, we, we, we tend to have opportunities to walk away from it or somebody. You're not stuck on a plane. Yeah. He had nowhere to go. Like, you know what I mean? Right behind him. The guy was right behind him. Yeah. So that, in my opinion, from what's been told, that guy really put himself in a bad situation and really he deserves, I, 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 I believe, I'm in the belief that we need to bring back punch of in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, like I can't, I can't condone what Mike did. I want to hear what else was said, but at the same time, like we've all wanted, I think to we that, can't so condone I, it, but we understand it. I think that's yeah, the, yeah, we do. We do. And we if you don't me. understand it, then of course you're going to be, he's wrong. And he had no business doing that because I mean, that was that was generally the basis of my question was, is there ever a time, you know, for me, because we all have hot buttons. We have a button. We have a line as that you just you don't cross. And me is my kids. And, you know, and if you say something towards my kids or you do something towards my kids, because a lot of my issues happen when I'm with my kids and I'll take pictures with everybody, man. And I'll I'll have conversations and stuff. and, And I'm always I always try to do my best to accommodate stuff. And especially now, because before it was just wrestling fans and the wrestling fans were always, always recognized me. And I had a really recognizable character and a louder than life character. And then my uh, success at Fox news has just blown up into other things. So I, you know, get to the point where, you know, two and a half million people see me on TV every night. So there's very few places that I can always go with. Someone's like, Oh, Hey, Tyrus. And, 99% of the time it's fine, but there are times when somebody will come up to me, especially I go to Top Golf with my kids. That's like our favorite thing to do. And uh, we'll go to Top Golf, and I'm really just trying to spend time with my kids and just be dad. And somebody who's had too many beers will come over and be like, hey, Tyrus, can I get a picture? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I don't take pictures with my kids. And that should be the end of it. <laughs> you know, like, hey, and I always say thanks for watching. And I try to go back to my business, and literally the, the this one guy was like, oh, they'll be fine. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm sure they would be fine, but I'm not explaining to their mothers that, yes, I said their mothers. Uh, I'm not explaining to their mothers that (laughs) um, I lost my children taking a selfie with some guy. Like it just, it's just, it's their time. We don't get a lot of time together and I don't expect everyone to understand that, but, and they push and they prod and, you know, and then like, oh, you're still wrestling. It's fake. And I was like, bruh. I'm assuming you came here to have a good time today because you're not going to remember it if you keep this line of questioning going. So please, man, have a good day. And I was lucky because the manager came over and was like, hey, sir, he said no. Please have a nice day. But, you know, 
Mike, I don't know if this, obviously the flight attendant probably could, didn't get involved, didn't see it, because this stuff escalates quick. I mean, it's just well, quick. Well, who, who would want to get in the middle of that? Like, you you see you see Mike Tyson getting angry. I, I, I may, you know, have to step back and let it play out, too. You know, that <laughs> everybody, in the, everybody on the planet knows who that guy is and what he does. And what he could do if he yeah. wanted to. Why would you poke the bear? Like it's the it's the bodyguard in me. I always try to defuse before it gets it gets started because at the end of the day, Mike is in what his late fifties, sixties almost. Yes, he's an older guy, and he's in you know, and he should be given at least the respect of an older guy. You know, hey, I Mike Tyson sit in front of me. He signed your autograph. The fact that he asked for autograph, I don't like him anyways, because what's the point? Hey, how how funny is that, that all the people on that plane, though, just got on that plane that day. They had no idea that they were going to see a Mike Tyson fight on their plane. Yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's true. That. I mean, yeah. You could have never predicted that no, in life. You know, and it it's, probably, and it's live on pay-per-view now. Just, just as fa- well, it was probably just as fast as this pay-per-view fight. Yeah, back in the day, it probably was. Yeah, I knew something was up because oh all over social media was all of his fights was on, was on today. And I said, what's going on? Uh, you know, because Mike's one of my favorite people, man. I, a few years back, yeah. I was in Vegas at a Pacquiao fight, and uh, I was walking into the restroom, and it was weird. I walked by Jerry Jones, who I had met back in my uh, football days, and he, I think he confused me with somebody else. And he says, hey, your ass better not be late for camp. And I said, yes, sir. And just kept walking. <laughs> and then I go, in the, I go in the bathroom and I'm taking a leak. And Mike walks in as I'm coming out. And I, I had grown a beard, my beard out. And I was brought as clay. I had a really short beard. So, you know, and I was just like, hey, what's up? And I, I wasn't trying to. We're in the bathroom. And I'm I am I don't like greeting in bathrooms. I just there's so no place for up, it. You didn't dap them up in there. No, I don't believe in. Da- I'm dead against dapping up in restrooms. I I just think it's vulgar and, and coarse. You know, you like don't think it's cool when no. a comes up and tries to shake your hand in the bathroom. And I didn't think I was alone with this. I thought this was like a general consensus across the board that people were like, yeah, you don't shake hands in the bathroom. I mean, oh, you just no, because no, even if you're finishing washing your hands, you have fresh, clean hands. Yeah, and they're coming yeah. in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you just yeah. no, you you wait. You, just don't. Yeah. So yes. I walked outside and I was uh, I was waiting for Ingrid because she was using the woman's bathroom, and then he just came up behind me and bear hugged me. And I turned around and I was like, oh. He's like, hey, man, what the hell? You can't say hi. I was like, man, you're in the bathroom. I don't want to bother you. He's like, hey, come on, man. I said, and uh, we talked about 10, 15 minutes, and, and and then I got the Iggy from Ingrid to get my ass back to those expensive seats. And, uh, you know, and I was like, take care, man. Good seeing you. Because we had played golf together when uh, at WWE charity events, and we did some stuff with uh, 2K13. But uh, it was always just a nice guy. And I was, you know, and she's like, I didn't know you knew Mike. I said, well, yeah, I think I told you about it. But. Um, I was more just tripping of Jerry Jones said, Hey, don't be late. Then I felt good. Like, Hey, I'm still in ball. Man. You know? I felt hilarious. great, but, um, I love that part. Don't you dare touch that dial. And if you do have a dial, you need an upgrade. We'll be right back. <laughs> Mike's the type of guy who takes over the room, you know, and, and speaking of taking over the last thing we talk about today, yeah. uh, you know, Trevor is hyped about this one. Uh, old Elon Musk, Mr. F U money doing big things. I, I no, I, they're just shook. I like. Well, I, I like how the fact that him just going to buy a company has got the whole world in, a, in an uproar about about freedom of speech. Like that's it blows my mind that this guy's like, I want to come in and I want to buy this company, and and so many people are not minding their own business. It blows my mind that he's got this the whole world up in in in, uh, in arms over there. Elon Musk exploring Twitter tender offer. Lines up forty six point five billion in financing commitments for takeover bid. Yeah, the world's going nuts over this. It's crazy. Well, it's and that's you know what I'm glad you said that because that's the perception, and it's this the the Twitterverse has had a lock on media, so they have been able to dictate stories. They've been able to control narratives. Based off of, you know, because the media doesn't, you don't see journalists anymore out on the streets with pads and pencils getting into the story. They just surf Twitter for the answers. And then if it's something that they don't like, they get rid of. Like for a perfect example, um, and this I'm not, I don't even need to go into specifics of it, but the Hunter Biden story during the presidential election was a story. It was a story. And because the idea that it could have hurt 
Joe Biden's presidential election hopes, which we don't know if it would or wouldn't have at this point. So it was decided that it wasn't newsworthy and it was Russian propaganda because it was against the left, the, the progressive left hold that's on social media. So we never heard the other side of that argument. It was shut down or you were blocked or you were taken away. I mean, they they blocked a whole newspaper company for printing, which makes it which makes it worse because as a citizen of the United States, and I see all that immediately once they start blocking it, I it in my in my opinion, it tends to confirm that that's what was going on. Exactly, which which makes it whole which makes it worse. If it didn't happen, if it wasn't an issue, yeah, come on, be upfront. I think they've over. I think the internet they've overreached throughout COVID. Like yes, somewhere down the line in COVID, they started overreaching with a lot of this stuff. But I, I got to honestly say, like, I, I feel like a couple things here. Like, I feel like one is is uh, I, I don't. You know, I'm all. I we have to have free speech. You know, I hate all these the snowflakes and the woke, basically trying to shut people down from even speaking. But I, I'm also concerned about an unregulated internet. And that's what I'm saying, because I'm basically playing both sides. Right. No, but I that's, a, I, I think I agree with you. It's like, there has to be a happy medium, but yeah, it, I'm it, not talking about just Twitter either. I'm just talking about the internet. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of false information. There's so much information that's flowing everywhere. And I feel like there is a lot of BS that's going around, but then uh, like you're talking about the, the Biden story. Okay. So that's a situation where it wasn't uh BS and it, maybe it should have been given more attention, but it's just really hard with in this information, super highway age that we're in there, you know, cause my mom gets fed, you know, our parent generation gets fed all kinds of crazy stuff on Facebook. I feel like. So let me well, ask you, like no, there's no accountability, though. That's, in my opinion, that's the heart of all of this is that there's no accountability for no one. They do what they say. No one gets in trouble. No one, no one gets held responsible for their actions. Let me ask and, you, let, let me ask you guys this. Do you think what would eliminate a lot of false information is that everybody that was on social media had to be verified? You had to just like, you know, you had to present your driver's license and your ID. So anything yes. that comes from anyone, you know exactly who's saying it, which I think that would force the accountability button. I think someone like Elon Musk would have the guts to do that because then, of course, uh, a lot of bots, you get rid of the bots, you get rid of the fake stuff, the, the algorithms or trying to push, you know, political parties, both sides, uh, foreign bots entities, are a huge problem, yeah. huge problem are bots. And it would be hard to push agendas when everything's coming from your name and a blue check on it. So you can't have a fake account where you could spew all this stuff, whether it's, you know, right, left or, or whatever. Uh, or a hating against a certain group or whatever the case may be, or just trying to ruin somebody's day. I mean, I will, I literally see if a kid gets upset, another kid, he makes a fake account and trolls them all day, you know, yep. and then, and then goes to school and sit next to him, pretends to be his friend. So I think there needs to be, I think that regulation, I'm all for it. That's yes, the type of regulation I like that. that I think is good. I don't know, like, you know, that example you just gave, like, that's a big thing for me. Like, I don't like that we're in a day and age where anybody can say anything to anybody and they can do it under an alias like that. They can come up with a burner account, a fake account. And like, you know, that I don't know. It just it seems weird. And I, I guess that's arguing against freedom of speech. But like there needs to be I guess it goes to Trevor's argument, you know, of, uh, of accountability. Like, OK, if you're going to say something, but you got to have uh, the accountability of it, you know, us knowing that it's you, essentially. I don't know. It's just this is a really this is a tough thing. You know what I mean? Because uh, the Internet has come on so strong and Twitter and all this stuff and uh, you know, you want you want to encourage freedom of speech, but also we just got so many weird forces at play here. Yeah, well, I, I have no problem with people expressing their opinions about things. It's just when they start attacking certain subjects or people, they need to yes, attacking, be, attacking, yes, exactly, attacking. attacking. You know, yes. that's where the, the the fine line needs to be: opinion or an attacking, you know, scenario. And maybe that's what their issue is now. Like they can't they can't differentiate what someone's opinion is from when they're attacking someone uh, yeah. we can, but obviously they can't. Right. And we all, and I don't think it's okay to, to go after someone who disagrees with you. 
You know, like yep. someone no. who does not believe like somebody says somebody says I'm a bad wrestler. That's fine. But like when yeah. if you go somewhere personal, like you start talking about my mom or something like that. I don't know. Like there's a yeah, there is. You know, and I think the type of stuff I'm not going to deal with. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would. I think if you're going after family members who for no other reason than just to hurt, then you clearly should not be on social media. That does not mean it stops your freedom of speech. It just stops you on that platform. There's you so know, much hate, though, too. If there's, you know what I mean? I think there's, there's so much yeah, hate. and I think you can still have things like that. Keywords, you know, I'm going to kill you, or, you know, I hope this and that. There's words that, that, that they can trigger that would cause your account to be paused instantly, you know, per the yeah. stopping yeah. investigation. You can limit hate speech without affecting that, free speech. But there's a difference cool. between hate speech and saying, hey, I love Donald Trump, and someone going, well, I love Joe Biden. That person shouldn't be yes. canceled for that. That's not everybody hate speech. Be, everybody needs to be okay with that. Though. Yeah. Like, you know, people like everybody needs to be okay. Like we need to be, you know, people who love Trump, people who love Biden. It's not, it's not supposed to be the civil war. Yeah. Cause the, that's the cold part is that most of the time, the ones they pit against each other, we all depend on each other and we all live in the same neighborhoods, you know, and we're all yes. go through the same struggles. I always laugh at, and I get frustrated whenever I hear someone say like, Oh, the black community is dealing with poverty. Yeah. So is the white community. So is the Hispanic community. And guess what? Our communities look exactly the same when they're poor. It's trailer parks, yep. it's rundown apartments, it's small schools with no funding and a lot of RTDs, gun shops, liquor stores, and dollar stores. It's in uh, all-you-can-eat Chinese food buffets. I mean, it's literally what you see in, in the poor neighborhoods. So, And we're all in it together. But by when we're divided and we're focused on the other guy and not focused on what's in front of us, it's really hard to come up. So I just we'll just – we can't solve it all today. Maybe the episode, the next time we're on, we'll solve all this mess. But uh, one last thing before we go. <laughs> Guys, I'm hoping you will join this petition with me. Um I am, although I am anti-woke, I am sometimes woke for my own benefit. And here's the deal, oh, really? man. I have loved Captain Barry Crunch my whole life. Oh, me too. And, and I, just, I love Captain Crunch. Okay. And I feel like with all the changes that's going on, and I just happened to notice as I looked at my box the other day, you know, this all this what? talk, uh, and I'm sorry, guys, I just got to say this. All these old white men who have gotten away with stuff for years and years and we're making changes and getting rid of them. I just looked across my Captain Barry Crunch and lo and behold, sitting there smiling at me, pouring my cereal on a box is this old white man, Captain Crunch. And I thought, you know what? Why can't I be Captain Crunch? Yes, I do not have a captain certificate, but I don't think you need it when you're woke. So. I feel Wait, like I should replay. I should be able to replace my likeness on every Captain Barry Crunch just because I want to. I don't have a real reason. I don't. It's I, other than it's time, and I'm going to use totally every means this. of necess of necess of everything in my ability, ethical or unethical, to get my name on the box. And if I, I start a petition, I was hoping I would have you, your signatures. If you're my friend. You will dress up as Captain Crunch and take that picture and proceed. I have to move I have one step. The uh, yeah, I, Kate, you, our you producer, need to campaign for this. Yeah, you oh, need to campaign I will campaign for this, for this hard. I just need to know: Can I I write you in in pen, not wrestling pencil, no card subject to change? But if I could get you guys in pen, I actually Kate, our producer, has made a campaign poster of me as uh, Captain Crunch. Although we have. We've added a little bit. We are the Yachtsman, <laughs> Yachtsman Crunch, because uh, I looked up Yachtsman's better than a captain. So with my picture Ooh. on the likeness, and uh, it's not wow. going to take much. I don't even. I'm not even asking for pay. You know what I'm saying? I, I, if cereal box sales go up, I'm fine with that. That means more Captain Barry Crunch in everyone's table. But I'm just hoping you guys got my back on this. And I just want you to know if this goes through. I got some open spots. I got peanut butter crunches available, and I got oh. Barry Barry Crunch, and I have regular crunch available. I'm not afraid I to share the stage. Crunch. Okay, so I'm locking down peanut butter. Okay, so Trevor peanut butter crunch, Adonis. Regular crunch. crunch. Yeah, and we just, OG. yeah, and then eventually we'll find uh, the, uh, someone for the all berry crunch, or maybe we just take turns. Maybe we just have a seasonal uh, turn because there's also Christmas crunch. Well, maybe all three of us will different oh, captains. Like coffee, no, right? Captain, like, Captain, we'll Captain we'll, Crunch we'll, is my all time favorite cereal, by the yeah, way. So, so, I'm, so you guys are on board. Sweet. 
I, I would totally be the hazelnut of uh, of. No, but <laughs> let me clarify. Let me clarify. If I didn't know you personally and you were you weren't a friend, then I would be utterly against this. But since I know you and you are a friend, I'm totally for you. And you know that when uh, I get the free boxes, I'm paying them forward. Yes. So you know yeah, we're all. Absolutely. Everyone's gonna come up. Brother system. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. You win the Captain Crunch. We all win Captain Crunch. Exactly. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out uh, April 30th at Power Trip 2 uh, in Oak, Oak Grove, Grove, Kentucky. Kentucky, which is not that far from my good friends in Nashville. So, uh, come check us out. Uh, you can check it out, I think, on Fight Network, or you just get there. There's still tickets available, although we're getting close to that sold out marker. So, uh, Get in, get in where you fit in or uh, break bread and play dead. So I uh, appreciate it, fellas. Once again, uh, I think we did it. I think we changed the world. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, for more podcasts like this, just like this, <laughs> you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been Big Trevor, Medium Adonis, and Supersized reigning, defending, world television champion, Tyrus, oh, because, yeah, you thought I was going to let it go at the beginning when you talked about <laughs> it. Yeah, I wasn't letting nothing go. I, I hold grudges, and I am bitter, and I wear it as a badge of honor. Hey, yo, so, uh, yo Celtics suck. Yeah, didn't last <laughs> night. Ballin'. I missed the Laker game. I went to check to see how you guys were doing. I missed. Yeah. I couldn't find you anywhere. Weird. It's like yeah, you weren't even in the playoffs. Bad. Huh. Blackout days. Blackout days. Is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right. The Lakers are having pickup games in Cancun because they're gone fishing for the season. All right. Uh, good luck on your quest for 18. We'll see. Yeah, closer than you. I'm only 14 yeah, wins away. I'm a little nervous. No, after last night, uh-uh. Kevin Durant got old last night. Yeah, they're looking good. Oh, boy. All right. I will now end this podcast. <laughs> All right. For more podcasts like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been Trevor, Adonis, and Tyrus. Enough said. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.